You know what that music means. We're back. This is now week 11 of College Gridiron. I lost track. I think it's 11, because last week we got into double digits. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds right to me. Anyway, he's Matt Costantini. I'm Jimmy Sullivan. I'm not on the board this week. This is probably the first week all year I'm not on the board. Yeah. Nick DeLuca, trainee. We're hoping to have him on in the next couple of weeks, but he's running the board right now. Uh, we may be dedicating an entire segment to the University of Buffalo in his honor in future weeks. We're thinking about it. We're not sure. I'm I'm liking that we're uh, we're bringing in a couple red shirts. Oh, <laughs> you know. Well, the problem is, if we have him on every week the rest of the year, we're actually going to burn his record. Oh, uh, he's going to be our Tua. Yeah. No, he's going to be our Jalen. Fair. You're you're our Tua. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, speaking of. There was a, a big game last week, Alabama-LSU. Massive game. We were talking about this. I remember last week. We came in talking about this. This is the game of the year. And LSU was the third-ranked team in the country, and it was Death Valley under the lights. Eddie O was going to have his boys ready to play. Odell was there. Odell was there. And then Alabama happened. They <laughs> won 29 nothing. Frankly, probably was not that close. They opened up a hurting on LSU, who, by the way, is still ranked seventh in the college football playoff rankings. Read into that what you will. But they were ranked third last week, and they're no longer ranked third because Alabama absolutely destroyed them in just about every facet of the game, save for maybe special teams. Matt, I wanted to get your thoughts on this first because I really don't see anyone beating Alabama right now. The hi- When the high point of this game for LSU is that they're the team that Tua threw his first pick to of the, of the entire year, and that's the high point, things did not go well. I, th- I think it's very safe to say that for Ed Orgeron's boys, things did not go well. Um, like you said, 29 nothing. Alabama never looked concerned. I mean, they... They held LSU to, I mean, their leading rusher had 14 yards, so that's that's pretty great. Uh, I mean, they each had one turnover. LSU had 24 minutes of possession. <laughs> I'm try, I'm I'm really fishing here to find something that that went well, and I just can't find it. They looked so bad, and I don't know if that's. It, it can't be LSU is bad because we've seen them play so well like the Georgia game I think it just shows that Alabama really really is the best team in the country and I don't think it's particularly close and I think I mean you hit the nail on the head I'll give you a positive for LSU I think that meme of the girl staring at the camera with everybody going nuts around her that's probably the best part of that game for LSU we are guaranteed one good college football meme a year a couple years back it was the Michigan fan another couple years ago it was the Virginia Tech fan this year it's LSU girl. There we go. That's the one where she's just like, really? Yeah. And we were all like, really watching that game. I think it really says something when the Alabama students are chanting, we want Bama. <laughs> because they know nobody can beat them right now. No. No. I mean, even Clemson, who we're going to talk about later, dropping 77 on Louisville. They're not, nobody's beating Alabama right now unless people get hurt. And... For a while there, it did look like Tua might have had a problem. I know we were talking on, we were in each other's DMs on Twitter on Saturday night, and uh, you were telling, you were saying nobody's beating Alabama unless someone gets hurt. And I'm pretty sure, like the very next play was that Tua rushing touchdown where he had to kind of be helped off the field a little bit after he came up limping and he went in the tent. 
and people were like, oh my god, this is it. The, the season's done. Cancel it. Everybody go home. But and, then, but then he came back and he was fine. And like Rocky, and he's good. <laughs> Remember a few years ago when Leonard Fournette was at LSU, yeah, and he could never get off the ground against Alabama. Alabama, mm-hmm. and everybody was always saying, "Oh, it's Leonard Fournette. You can't do well against the NFL defense." This year, LSU Saturday's game, they're running backs. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Nick Brissett, seven rushes, five yards. That's not good. That's not what you want. Clyde Edwards, six rushes, fourteen yards. Also bad. That's bad. <laughs> that that really ain't it, Chief. Yeah, and then my favorite, Joe Burrow, 12 rushes, negative 7 yards. Now, some of that is sacks, and I will give that to so, Joe Burrow, but so they still, their offense that, is awful. Are you telling me that LSU had 12 rushing yards this entire game? They is had that, 12. Is, is that the math? They had 12 rushing yards this entire game. And Joe Burrow could not get off the ground, 18-35 for 184 and a pick. Averaged a whopping 5.3 yards per attempt. It was awful. They first of all, he he's this LSU offense. The way it is built right now, they are never going to come from behind against teams if it's more than like seven points because they can't throw it downfield. Joe Burrow is kind of mobile, but he's he's not mobile enough. He's not like a Tua like rolling outside the pocket. And frankly, it's an offense that they like to sort of. I don't want to say death by a thousand cuts, but it's it's heavy on the running game where they try to establish those guys early on, and then with their offensive line and those pog bellies, just sort of build off that. And by the third and fourth quarter, you're really tired, and that that just didn't happen for Alabama. And I got to give Bama credit because one of the uh, issues that a lot of people had with this team was their defense. Well, what they do, they pitched a shutout. I mean, they looked unbelievable. They were dominant. Quinn and Williams looks so good right now, mm, and he, he really came out of nowhere. That's that's something else we were talking about on Saturday night. He's the kind of guy that was on this defense, and people didn't realize how good he was until the 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 last few weeks. And people are like, "Oh, he's going to go top five now. He might be a top ten draft pick in the twenty nineteen NFL draft." And I think to just look at this game as a whole, you just really need to look at some of these. Stats, total yards, Alabama, 576, LSU, 196. First downs, Alabama, 29, LSU, 13. It's It was just a complete and utter failure out of LSU and a completely dominant game out of Alabama. I mean, they pull guys out of nowhere. You were talking about Quentin Williams. Savion Smith, fun fact, watched him in high school. Uh, he, came not, he was at IMG, came up, played us, uh, they won. Hint, hint. Uh, <laughs> he had six tackles. Dylan Moses looked amazing. I forget who it was who made that pick at the end of the game in the end zone who was, like, going down to his back. Just an unbelievable play, but I can't remember who it was at the moment. But it was really incredible. I guess I could find that here. But And Damian Harris looked Damian great. Damian Harris looked amazing. Like 19 carries, 170 yards, and a, and a touchdown. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, is Mac Wilson made the pick, by the way. Their running backs, year after year, are unbelievable. Are they RBU? Uh, I think they have to be, if anybody's I mean, going to be RBU. I mean, you just look at some of the guys that, at least the successful ones that have come out of Alabama. You have Mark Ingram. More recently, you have Alvin Kamara. Um, I mean, I Trent Richardson was there, and Trent he Richardson, was great Eddie while Lacey. he was there. Eddie Lacy was there. Derrick Henry was there. They have produced a lot of good college running backs and some very good NFL running backs. Yeah, it's just it's so good. I mean... I was half joking 
on Saturday that we should like cancel this podcast because no one's beating Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> but then I remembered there's the NFL draft. TJ Yeldon, as Nick points Nick, out. This That's is why. What, see, this is why we have him here. See. Nick, you're already contributing in a great way. <laughs> Thank you so much. I know that somebody else we're probably forgetting too, but we'll we'll, we'll come back to it. But he he's the best. And Alvin Kamara wasn't even like a star on that team. Oh, well, wasn't wait, Alvin Kamara was Tennessee, wasn't he? Was he Tennessee or he transferred? Ah, he's gotcha. a transfer, yeah. as okay. Nick is pointing out. Okay, so I, so we're I both love right. This. I, <laughs> I love, love this. this. I love this dynamic. His bike doesn't even work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is awesome. Anyway. He's doing it. He's doing a great job over there. But yes, Alabama is the best team in the country, and I think there's the Gulf of Mexico between them and Clemson. Speaking of last week, our episode last week spent a not insignificant portion of time moving on to heavier subjects on the DJ Durkin situation at Maryland. We recorded the show at around 4:30. He got fired at 5:30, as it happens in the world. We were not able to get it up on time. We expressed a lot of outrage, as I think we were right to do, about them keeping him there. And then they dropped the bomb. They fired him. Matt, I know you're going to say that's the right decision. I'm going to say that's the right decision as well. Maryland has finally rid themselves of DJ Durkin, and we were not around when it happened, so we're sorry for that. Yeah, um, I don't think that we really need to say anything else because we said everything we had to say last week. But just to reiterate, the man lost his locker room, and if you lose the guys that are playing for you, they're no longer going to play for you, and you have nothing left. And he should have been fired before, he should be fired now, he should be fired forever. Well said. And I will wrap this up with something that Stuart Mandel of The Athletic tweeted out after it happened. He said that it took the Maryland Board of Trustees five meetings to come to their initial conclusion, and it took the public approximately 24 hours to overturn it. Sounds about right. So that'll tell you everything you need to know about Maryland. So let's move on a little bit, and we just address them, because I I really wanted to talk about this, because, Matt, we have another team to ban. Yeah, we do, don't we? I was we were close to to unbanning the team from from Florida, the but, team from Tallahassee. Yeah, yeah. but they they laid an egg against Clemson, the Louisville Cardinal. They're gone, two and seven. They are making Lamar Jackson look like a combination of you know Johnny Unitas and and Fran Tarkenton right now with how good he was last year and how they were in a bowl game and now they will be incredibly not in a bowl game this year. But that's not why we're banning them. We're banning them. Because they lost 77-16 to to Clemson last week, and that was very bad. But Clemson is a team that maybe could challenge Alabama. Yeah, and you know, we I know last year we talked about Clemson a whole lot. At least I did, because I was on them for having possibly the best defense in the country. And I was close. I mean, they had the best defensive line in the country. I'll give them that at least. But we haven't spent a lot of time talking about them this year outside of the the quarterback drama, and we've kind of been silent on them since. But it's time that we finally start talking about them again because this performance was just outrageous. Trevor Lawrence threw 12 passes this game. (laughs) They threw 20 passes total. They only ran, what, 57 plays? 20... 37 rushes, 20 passes across three quarterbacks and a whole lot of running backs. I know. And they still put up 77 points? What is going on? 
Yeah, you're right. The band hammer's coming down again. There's It's now a party of two in the team from Tallahassee. We need to get, like, friend. a Festivus poll to do this. <laughs> but, yeah, this team is incredible. Uh, is it as good as last year? Maybe. Are they as good as the championship team? I'm not sure. But what we do know is that um, Clemson should definitely be considered as a legitimate threat to Alabama. I, I think I would agree with that. I, I would just say, like, I also think that, you know, Alabama is in a league of their own, right? So you think Alabama is better than everybody else, but Clemson's clearly the second-best team in the country. I think there is a, a pretty significant gap between them and Notre Dame. I really believe that. I actually think that uh, Michigan's playing better than Notre Dame right now. I think Michigan's a better team, but I have no issue with Notre Dame being ahead of them only because of the head-to-head, which I understand. I, I do think Michigan's a little better right now. But I—, I think even if you put Michigan as the third best team in the country, I think Clemson would take care of them pretty easily. Because, oh, yeah. yeah, I think it's one, then there's a gap, then there's two with Clemson, then there's a gap, and then there's everybody else. And I feel bad for Clemson because I think a lot of years this team would be the best team in the country. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just not happening this year. But they had, like you said, an unreal performance. They should be commended for that. Their defense is amazing. Their offense did <laughs> what it did on Saturday is really no other way to put it. Jimmy, they put up 77 points and only had the ball for 22 minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Think about that. They had 661 total yards. That's incredible. It's, I mean, what can you, what more can you say about this kind of performance? You know, you know what more I will say? Louisville better be firing some people at the end of this season because they got problems. Is it... <laughs> It can't just be Lamar Jackson was that good, can it? I think it might be. I, I, I was I was always tooting the Lamar Jackson horn last year and even the year before. I think it might be. I, I think there was a lot of incompetence there, but they also lost like Jair Alexander was a really good yeah. player and like they lost some guys to graduation who were really good. Uh I think Bonifin, the wide receiver, I think they lost him too. But, like, still, I mean, your coach, you shouldn't be this bad. It's just pathetic. And the, the ACC is really not even that good this year. No, it's Clemson and then the field. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about Miami before the season potentially being good. They're a joke. They lost yeah. to Duke last week. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think Pitt's leading the Coastal right now, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. Yeah, right now an ACC championship game is Clemson versus Pittsburgh. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I mean, well, Clemson could put up 80, actually, for this time. Yeah, they could. I, I mean... Pitt, Pitt's, you know, good for Pitt because I'm a Narduzzi guy, and I'm happy to see them doing well. But man, that conference—I mean, the conference isn't good. I legitimately leave it there. I legitimately think one loss Clemson might not get in. Like if they lose one of their next four games with the strength of schedule that they have played, mm, that is interesting. Outside Jeremy. of Syracuse, there's nothing. That is very interesting, and it's a shame that Syracuse is in their. In their division. I, I mean, shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. They played Texas A&M. They played NC State. Think what you will of those teams, but Syracuse, I think, is the best team they've played. Yeah. Uh, have They haven't played BC yet, have they? Uh, they played BC this week. This week? Yeah. At hmm. BC. Saturday night game day is going to BC this oh. week. Yeah. Hello. That's that's when you know. Okay. That's a, that's important. That'll, that's going to be a, a litmus test because I, I'm... I'm not gonna say I'm high on BC, but I think they're they're a pretty decent squad. No, they're a good team. AJ I mean, Dillon out running out there. Yeah, the thing is they never throw the ball. That's the only yeah. problem with them. I mean, yeah. that was the problem with them last year too. But and that's and this is like a pseudo 
preview for this game, but if they're not going to be able to throw the ball with the defensive line that Clemson has, A.J. Dillon might have negative rushing yards. Yeah, because Clemson, they're probably going to be sending six and seven to oh, try yeah. to stop the run, yeah. and then uh, the big thing I think in that game is going to be momentum. I think Clemson's going to win. I think they're going to win easily. Absolutely. I think they're a lot better than BC right now. Uh, and BC's going in the right direction. I absolutely believe that uh, Steve Dazio has done a great job up there. And you know, Jamie, this is something that I was thinking about. There's always a game where a team just doesn't have it. We saw it happen to Ohio State. That's fine. But can you see a team like Alabama or a team like Clemson actually losing a game before the playoff this year? Clemson... No. Uh, and Alabama, depends where they're at with the SEC title game because they're going to play Georgia. And, I mean, honestly, if they lose that game, they're still in. But the thing is, I don't I don't see Nick Saban being the guy to, like, take his foot off the gas and, like, rest his starters. He just no. doesn't. He's a lot like Belichick like that where I don't think he's going to do that. So, no, <laughs> I don't. Uh, unless, unless Auburn gives Alabama a game, which... Yeah, Auburn's it, looking bad this is year. Is that game at Auburn this no, year? No, that's at, it's in Alabama. Oh, well, yeah, that's at Brian Denny. Wow, that you can. I mean, those games get weird, but not that yeah, weird. Yeah, I mean, rivalry games always, but I I just don't see it. Auburn's ranked this week. Good yeah. for them. Hey, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, they've had a rough season, but to be but to still be ranked, good for them. Yeah, I mean, you look at Alabama's schedule. They've got Mississippi State this week. More cowbell. They've got uh, the cupcake that shall not be named next week. Then they've got Auburn the last week of the season. And then they've got Georgia, which is already locked away in the SEC title mm-hmm. game, which I find insane. Yeah, but, think about it. There's still, what, three three regular season games left? Three and, regular season, two SEC games left. And we already know what the SEC championship's going to be. Take some of the suspense out of it. Yeah. My favorite team, Kentucky, uh, they, they dropped one to, yeah, to Georgia. I mean, that that game was rough. Yeah. Uh, I thought that uh, I thought that Kentucky might have had a chance, but when it comes down to it, Georgia was just so much better. Yeah, and I, I didn't see much of the game. I was I was out, and things like that happened. But from what I understand, Georgia just rolled. Yeah, they. Did. It never really seemed like they were gonna have a problem. No, I mean they were running it like Swift and Holyfield both went for over a hundred. Jake Fromm didn't really do that much. He only threw for a little over a hundred yards, which is really what they need him to do. Honestly, they don't need him to do a ton. Uh, people are still banging the door for Justin Fields, which whatever. But yeah, I mean that Georgia team. It's really their defense, I think, that makes a lot of it happen for them. I mean Terry Wilson for Kentucky played pretty well, but couldn't get the running game going. And it was just a couple of things that happened at the wrong time. So my new favorite team, Kentucky, they're out. So as sad as I am to say that. So, Jimmy, I remember last week we were talking about if Jake Fromm doesn't play very well this week, is it time to see what Josh Fields has, considering they already have their spot in in the championship game locked up. Like you said, he did not play incredibly well, but he didn't have to. Like you said, DeAndre Swift and and the other Elijah Holyfield, Elijah yeah. Holyfield yes, they they they're the reasons Georgia won this game, along with their defense. But in a game where that doesn't happen, and Jake Fromm needs to play well, he hasn't really shown that this year. Right, which is probably what's going to have to happen against Alabama. I mean, when you oh, think yeah. about it, you they're going to have to play a 
perfect game. Oh, 100%. And you know they're going to be wanting revenge after the championship game. For sure. For sure. I mean, I'm already excited for that game. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, we... Can we just replace? Can we forget that we ever said Alabama LSU was game of the year and just say <laughs> Alabama Georgia is going to be game of the year? Yeah, I was. Uh, I remember watching that title game like it was yesterday. I woke up my entire house. <laughs> we were still on break, and it was late at night. And uh, I made my mom watch the end of it. I mean, it was crazy. But yeah, that was that was pretty incredible. But yeah, Georgia is going to have to play a perfect game. I think Fromm's going to have to have a big game. And he had a good game in the title game last year. He really oh, yeah, did. No, he looked great. I mean, the one pick was not his fault. We threw two. One of them wasn't his fault. One of them kind of was, but it kind of wasn't. It was weird. Uh, but he played. like He made most of the right decisions in that game. Uh, honestly, you were talking about him not playing well. I would have to see more of the film because I don't think I saw enough of the game to make a judgment. I, I saw parts of the first quarter and the second quarter and then a little bit of the third, and then I was like, all right, thank you, next. Like It was just sort of like whatever because Georgia was knocking out Kentucky you know, like crazy because they were just so dominant. So I would have to see more of the film. But honestly, I mean, this this version of Jake Fromm is going to get them to the SEC title game with one loss. To me, it, it really seems like they're treating him like a game manager recently. I mean, the the pass the pass totals only only throwing twenty passes. The low yardage numbers is showing that they're not letting him take deep chances, and. I mean, yeah, you have two really good running backs, and I feel like Georgia fans are going to get mad that if we don't include them in the RBU discussion. Shout out Todd Gurley, <laughs> Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle. I mean, Keith Marshall was great at Georgia. Too bad he didn't turn any, turn into anything in the NFL. But DeAndre Swift and Elijah Holyfield, they might be able to cut it at the next level. But to me, he's just screaming game manager to me this year, and last year he looked like a rock star. Well, there was part of the year, it was weird, because it kind of went game to game with him, where some of the games he was a game manager, and then towards the end, the the game against Auburn and the game against OU, he looked unbelievable. Like, he was going up to the line, checking at the line of scrimmage, no 19-year-old in America does that, except for Jake Fromm. So it was really impressive to see that from him, but I mean, if you look at all the Georgia quarterbacks, really, I mean, since Aaron Murray, that's what they've been. Like when Grayson Lambert was there and Jacob Eason was there and now Jake Fromm. It's just that's what they are. And I I can't help but think that at least some of it now is kind of systemic because that's just that's what they do. And their running game and their defense are so good that I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but it kind of doesn't matter because they just they sort of do what they want physically and they don't need their quarterbacks to do a lot. But then eventually they get to a point where you need your quarterbacks to do a lot, and then it's like, oh, well, that's just not going to happen now. And that's why they're, they're always the bridesmaid in the SEC because Alabama has guys that can make those plays and Georgia just doesn't. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. And I think uh, the big disparity between a team like Alabama and a team like Georgia, even though Kirby Smart comes from the Nick Saban coaching tree, no one really has that go-for-the-throat mentality like Nick Saban has. He will consistently try to knock you out on every single play, every single drive, every quarter, every game. He wants it to be known that his team is the best and that he is the best. Yeah, that's that's very well said. And uh, that's gonna be, it's going to be an interesting SEC title game. We're going to have to see where both teams are at at that point, but if it was right now... I would have total confidence in Alabama. I would have total confidence in Alabama in any game they play right now uh, because they're just playing that well. By the way, since we were talking about the Nick Saban coaching tree, a coach who used to coach against Nick Saban at the end of the year a lot, Urban Meyer, 
his team last week, they played Nebraska. They looked so bad, and they still won, which is more a testament to Nebraska than Ohio State, honestly, this year. Ohio State has so many problems right now. They lose to Purdue. They get walloped by Purdue on Saturday night two weeks ago. Then they come back this week, and they, I would argue they actually played worse because Purdue's a pretty good team, and they played awful on Saturday, but they still got the win, and they're still barely alive for the college football playoff. J.K. Dobbins sighting on Saturday, huh? I know. It was like I saw Bigfoot or something. 163 yards and a touchdown. That looks like the guy we saw last year. He's back. He's back. And, yeah, they didn't look great, but they did what they had to. They went out and they took care of business, and it's setting up for the another biggest game of the year contender. University of Michigan, Ohio State University at the Horseshoe. To decide who's going to go to not only the Big Ten Championship game, but who might go to the college football playoff. Oh, I'll just take a step further. That's the de facto Big Ten title game right yeah, there. I'm think. with you on that. Um, they, Ohio State, speaking of Ohio State, they got a tough one this week. They got at Michigan State on Saturday. Michigan State's ranked 18th now. Rest in peace, my pick to the playoff. Um, we can't we can't have that back now. These things happen. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Them and Washington in one year. I don't know how I did it. <laughs> But they're both right. They're both right this week. Um, anyway, they're at Michigan State. Michigan State gave them trouble two years ago when they went into their house fighting to stay in the playoff, and they won by one point, and they only won. I don't want to take it away from them, but they stopped Michigan State on a two-point conversion at the end of the game to win it. And I think it could be a game like that again because Ohio State's not playing well right now at all. I think it's been. I really think it's been like three straight weeks that they've been that they just haven't been very good. The Minnesota game, I was not impressed with them. And then at Purdue, they kind of had that coming. Uh, Purdue, obviously, a spirited effort with the whole Tyler Trent stuff, which I think is awesome. And then this Nebraska game where they're playing one of the worst teams in the land, and they almost lose. So, you know what? I'm going to pick the upset right now. I think that I think Michigan State's going to get them. The spread's only at, at minus 3.5 in favor of Ohio State. Yeah, that makes sense. It does, and it doesn't. You know, Ohio State was a top-three team— up until they lost to Purdue. And now, like you said, these past three weeks have kind of shown the the vulnerabilities of this team. And I'm 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 I don't <clears throat> I'm scared to pick the upset because I've been burned a few times with that. I will leave it at I think Ohio State will win. But I will not be surprised in the slightest if Michigan State wins. Yeah, this one could go either way, I think. I just I just took it in the opposite direction. I really don't like the way they're playing right now. I don't know exactly what it is. I think their defense isn't as good as it was last year. I mean, they lost some studs on that defense minus, the last two years. I mean, and minus Nick Bosa. Minus Nick Bosa. We, we talked about that at length a few weeks ago, and I think it might be showing. Yeah, I, I was worried about it going into the Penn State game, and it didn't quite hurt them, but now, now it is. And it's it's pretty obvious. And I think a team like Michigan, they might run all, run all over them. Uh, I I could see that happening. I could also see that happening. The way they run physically, and Shea Patterson's not going to have to do a lot. Anyway, that's two weeks away. We don't want to. You know, <laughs> oh, we'll get to. We that, don't want to blow the lid on that. We will one. get to that. That's that's uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, November twenty fourth, and uh, you better be there. So, a few minutes left in this one. I just realized we didn't get to talk about that West Virginia-Texas game. 
We last did not. Week. That was insane. And I would like to. So go ahead. What a crazy game, huh? Yeah. And it's really disappointing because I know how much we love the University of Texas on this show, and I Texas is like kind of back. They're in the middle of being back. They're they're a year away from being back. They're a year away from being totally back, Jimmy. I think that Will Greer is very good. I read I read his story that Bleacher Report did about him basically getting forced out of Florida. Very unfortunate circumstances for him. But he f- has really found his feet at West Virginia, and it's going to turn him into, as probably as a result of the weak quarterback class, as one of the top quarterbacks taken in this year's draft just because teams are going to take quarterbacks no matter what. But he looked so good. 346, three touchdowns. He completed almost, I don't know, 28 out of 42. That's that, two-thirds, that, yeah. Yeah, that's really good. And that last that last play, just it really blew my mind. I mean, I was watching that on Fox, and Joel Klatt said that he had never seen a quarterback make it. Not never, but he hadn't seen a quarterback make a throw like that in that situation in a long time where he's off his back foot, throws it in the back of the end zone. Unbelievable. That is... I'm watching it now. It is a picture-perfect pass. Oh, yeah. Like you said, off the back foot, you never want to do that, but he just drops it like a dime in a bucket into his wide receiver's hands as in stride in the back of the end zone, and then he goes and wins it on the two-point conversion. That doesn't happen a lot. And it's... I can't say enough good things about Will Greer right now. I know he was my early season kind of Heisman sleeper, and that's kind of fallen off because of the play of other people and not because Will Greer is not a good player, because he is. But I think West Virginia has a legitimate shot of making a playoff run just because of the teams in front of them. I mean, you're guaranteed to to move past one of either Ohio State or Michigan just as a a matter of schedule. Well, they're, they're, actually, they're actually already in front of Ohio State, actually. You're right. After, after yeah. this week, they are. Um, but they are guaranteed to at least stay there after that game. They're guaranteed to move ahead of someone like Georgia, should they lose. Um, they'll probably move ahead of a team like Washington State, just based on the nature of championship week. Because, and that they're playing Oklahoma, too. Yeah. And I think that they have a legitimate shot. And this Oklahoma game is going to be another de facto Big 12 championship game. But that's going to be a really fun game. Oh, it will be. I mean, both offenses could be like, pew, 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 yeah. pew, pew. Oh, it's going to be, be unbelievable. Yeah. It's going to be it's going to be incredible. So West Virginia currently ranked ninth. Let's just go through the rankings real quick before we get out of here. Alabama 1, Clemson 2. You're Irish or 3. I'm getting scared, Jimmy. This this matchup at Yankee Stadium against Syracuse is looking better and better for for not me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, they let's just say they've got to win this week and we won't say anything more about that because that team is banned. Yeah. Number four, Michigan. Number five, Georgia. And then Oklahoma, LSU, Washington State, West Virginia, Ohio State. UCF is at 12 because we can't have nice things. Um, <laughs> I, like that, I like that they didn't move LSU further down, because even though they didn't really show out, they lost to the best team. That's true. So they, I think it's appropriate where they stand right now. Yeah, I mean, I was uh, watching Feinbaum this morning, and he was basically saying, like, yeah, 
the committee values Alabama so much that even if you lose to Alabama, you're not going to really drop that much, despite the fashion that it happened in. All right, we picked the Ohio State-Michigan State game. Uh, Mississippi State-Alabama, neither one of us think Mississippi State's going to win. Oh, poor Coach Joe. Yeah, no. Oh, I I, I wish it for him, but it's not going to happen. No. Uh, anybody on Rutgers to beat Michigan? No? Okay. Nope. Um, not at all. Shout Jersey's team, though. Although, I will say, interesting game this week. Bedlam, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. I think that's that's going to be a close one. I think Oklahoma State's going to hang with them. After that Texas game, I think anything can happen. I really like Oklahoma, but that will be exciting. Yeah, and then the other ranked matchup where both teams are ranked, Auburn and Georgia. I, I think Georgia's got Georgia. that one. Yeah. Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. Auburn looks a lot like they did four years ago, and I don't mean that in a good way. Um, so that will just about do it for us. Matt, great show as always. We'll be back next week. Nick DeLuca pitching a perfect game. It really is, fantastic debut. I probably shouldn't have said that yet, but his first day, <laughs> first pod on the board for us anyway. Fantastic. We'll be back next week. He's Matt Costantini. I'm Jimmy Sullivan saying so long for College Gridiron. Thanks for listening.